My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. An Erio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, a podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I'm Ali Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin. And who are our patrons this week? We have Christina and Caroline. Caroline in the city. Yes. Welcome to the team, guys. We are happy to have you. Patreon episodes coming out soon, I promise. Melissa, what is our episode on today? Well, it's still February, so I'm going to hit you with another uh, Black History episode. Amazing. And this is someone that I've heard this name in rap songs. Okay. And I just didn't know who it was. I learned who it was today. I I didn't know this person. It's like a widely known person that I don't know. I don't know this person. Her name is Asada Shakur. Okay. She's a former Black Panther, a Black Liberation Army member, activist, author, prisoner, prison escapee. Oh, wow. And is currently on the FBI's most wanted terrorists list. Oh, geez. My God. Yeah. Crazy. And you're probably thinking, Shakur, is she related to Tupac? I was thinking that. Well, no. So Tupac's stepfather is Mutulu Shakur, who is friends with Asada. Okay. So she was like kind of his like godmother. So she's like friend of the family. Like, and some people say that like she's his aunt, but he's, she's mostly just like a godmother. 
Okay. Okay, so Asada Shakur was born Joanne Deborah Byron on July 16th, 1947 in Queens, New York. She lived with her mother, her aunt, her grandmother, her grandfather, and little sister. And she moved down to Wilmington, North Carolina to live with her grandparents. And her grandparents ran a restaurant near the beach. She was a mischievous kid. She ran away from home a lot uh, when she was in North Carolina. So she got sent back to New York City because her grandparents were like, we can't deal with her. She's crazy. She's crazy. (laughs) So her aunt took her in, but she kept like running away. Like she was just not, she was doing her own thing. She's like, fuck everyone. I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. And she would like stay with friends and like random acquaintances. She would just like live all over. Like she was a teenager in New York. Oh my God. And she would lie about her age to get jobs. Oh, interesting. Like, I think she started working when she was like 13 or 14. She'd be like, yeah, I'm 18. And they're like, okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. And she eventually started living on her own. But her aunt, she had a good relationship with. So her aunt would take her to like museums and art galleries. Oh, that's cool. And she was like super smart. But she dropped out of high school because she was annoyed that they weren't teaching any black history. It's a fair She's reason. like, because her aunt was teaching her all this stuff. And she's like, well, I'm not learning any of this in school. So what am I doing here? Yeah, what am I doing here? So she eventually got her GED. She went to community college. She went to the Borough Manhattan Community College and City College of New York. This is when like her activism started taking off. Awesome. She joined a lot of political groups. And she really started learning about her African history. She joined a student government and she would invite Black Panthers to come speak at the college. Like, she was responsible for like, getting all these people to come Wow, in. that's cool. And this group that she was a part of started a student-teacher program to help kids in high school with remedial studies. But the college said they didn't have enough money for programs. She's like, hmm. So Asada yeah. and her student government group looked into the school's finances and they found out that the president was living like rent free, had a maid, and like oh she exposed God. it. Then all of a sudden, the school's like, "Oh no, no, no! We have the money for this. Don't worry." Of course, holy she shit! She was like, "Wait a second, yeah." So they could do this like student teacher program, and she would teach reading and writing and math and history. Like she was in college, but like also teaching younger kids. Wow, it was amazing. And then she started going to protests about education, like anti-war protests, political activities. She would do sit-ins. And then it was this time she changed her name from Joanne to Asada Shakur. And Asada means she who struggles. Oh, interesting. And Shakur means thankful. Wow. I didn't know. So Tupac, thankful. I guess it's his name. Yeah. Uh, 1967, she was briefly married to Louis Chesimard. And that marriage ended after a year. And she only, she has this book that she wrote. She only wrote one paragraph of her book about him. And she said, basically, they ended over different views of gender roles. So I'm assuming. Yeah, she doesn't have very traditional. I mean, I, I don't, I doubt she's into traditional values yeah assuming she did not like his view of gender roles right yeah uh and then 1967 she was arrested for the first time for trespassing 
she and a hundred other students lock themselves to the City College of New York building to protest lack of black faculty wow. and absence of black studies programs. That's incredible. And to I do know. this during the 60s, that's like a very scary yeah. time to do this so publicly. That's she was incredible. like, fuck it, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Um, okay, so then after she graduated college, she moved to Berkeley. And this is when she joined the Black Panthers. Mm. And she was doing a lot of community outreach she was helping with the free clinic. She was raising bail money. She coordinated the free breakfast program, which is like a famous program in New wow. York that like the Black Panthers started. And she helped open the Black Panthers operations on the East Coast. But according to her autobiography, she believed that the Panthers were well-intentioned, but terribly ignorant about American history. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So she's like, I like what they're doing, but I don't think they know exactly the whole picture. The correct history. Yeah. She claimed they knew a lot about socialism and radical politics, but very few had heard about Harriet Tubman or Marcus Garvey, mm. names that Asada Shakur learned from her aunt Evelyn years before. Wow, her aunt made such a yeah. influence on her. That's incredible. Yeah, just by like taking her to museums and yeah. like, showing her art. Uh, so Asada believed it was essential to know their nation's history in order to purge it and start anew. Yeah. She felt that all the activist energy must focus on teaching the oppressed that the system they live in will never be fair to them and that they must break off from that system and build a new one. Mm. Very ahead of her time. <laughs> yeah. And also, she didn't like how the men were acting in the Black Panther Party. She said they were being a little too macho for her. So she left. I love this woman. She's so Yeah. Cool. She doesn't tolerate men. Yeah. So then she joined this thing called the Black Liberation Army, which was inspired by Viet Cong, mm. which I've like heard of Viet Cong. I'm like, I don't know what that is. But it's the National Liberation Front of South Vietnam. It was an armed communist organization in South Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia. And so this army led a campaign of guerrilla activities across the U.S. government, like wow. planning bombs, robbing banks, murdering drug dealers and police officers. I mean, that seems more radicalized. Yes. Than, <laughs> yeah. Which is interesting because I feel like she had said that she wasn't a fan of radical politics. And yeah, she I thought have... this was very interesting turn that she made was joining yeah. this black liberation army and then on april 6 1971 she was shot in the stomach during a struggle at a hotel and she later admitted that she was there to rob some drug dealers she was like yeah i was there to rob the drug no, I don't dealers that. Yeah. oh my god and they were using that money to fund the black liberation army wow so apparently what happened is there was this party happening she knocked on the door with a gun and was like, give me all your money. But then they shot her. Jeez. Her reaction to being shot, she was happy to be shot because she was no longer afraid of being shot. Oh, my God. Like, she well, was I like, I got that over with. Yeah, she was like, I ripped the Band-Aid off. <laughs> off the checklist. Oh, my she's God. Uh, so throughout the 70s, she was wanted in connection with several bank robberies and several New York City police officers' deaths. And the FBI had a joint terrorism task force. Do like you watch, um, God, what's that new show? Poker Face? 
No, is it good? It was good. It's like falling off a little bit. That's for what me. I've heard. People initially yeah. liked it. But there was an episode that's a little bit like reminiscent of this, and I oh, won't give really? it away. But it's interesting. Yeah. What it's Natasha Leone? Yeah. She, what it, what's what is the show? What is she doing? Hanging that's out. That's a good. That's a good question. <laughs> like honestly, kind of. It had a premise the first episode, but then it's kind of moved to each episode. Oh. She's kind of just hanging out. Yeah. I liked her. Fr- was that show the Groundhog Day show? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was. I didn't watch the second season though. Yeah, because there's only so like, much of Natasha Leone you can take. <laughs> yeah, love her. Love yeah. her. But <laughs> yeah, there's only so much yeah. of her shtick I can take at a time. Mm-hmm. Oh, so then there's the New Jersey Turnpike shootout, which is kind of like Ooh. the main case that she was involved with. Oh, interesting. So on May 2nd, 1973, at about 1245 a.m., Asada Shakur, along with Zaid Malik Shakur and Sundiata Akoli, were stopped on the New Jersey Turnpike in East Brunswick for driving with a broken taillight by State Trooper James Harper and Werner Forster. Uh, the vehicle was slightly exceeding the, exceeding the speed limit. Crazy. But we all know why they were pulled over. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Trooper Harper... Asked Akoli for identification. He noticed like a discrepancy on his license, so he says. Asked him to get out of the car and questioned him at the rear of the vehicle. And then all of a sudden, a shootout ensued. Oh, God. In which Trooper Forrester was shot twice in the head with his own gun and killed. Zaid Shakur was killed, and Asada Shakur and Trooper Harper were wounded. Oh, my God. So there's different accounts of what happened. Yeah. So... Asada said that this trooper Harper shot her after she raised her arms to comply with his demand. She said that the second shot hit her in the back as she turned to avoid it and that she fell onto the road for the duration of the gunfight before crawling back into the back seat of the Pontiac, which Akoli drove five miles down the road and parked. So they got back in the car after the shootout, drove the car five miles. And she said that she remained there until the straight state troopers dragged her onto the road. But the cop claims that Asada shot at him first. Interesting. There were not body cams back then. Yeah, so there's, but, yeah, there's no, no way to tell. Yes, so she said, she said. A Coley stopped and exited the car. And after being ordered to halt by a trooper, he fled into the woods as the trooper like shot after him. And then he was missing for like 36 hours. There was this like huge manhunt for him involving 400 people, state police, helicopters, bloodhounds. And then his body was eventually found near a gully along the road. Like he died, he just bled out from his like injuries. Jesus Christ. And according to a New Jersey police spokesperson, Asada Shakur was on her way to a new hideout in Philadelphia. And heading ultimately for Washington. Oh, wow. Uh, A book that was found in the vehicle was said to contain a list of potential BLA targets, the Black Liberation Army targets. Asada testified she was just on her way to Baltimore for a job as a bar waitress. (laughs) Somehow doubt it, but... I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to become a bartender. Uh, During an interview... Asada discussed her treatment by the police and medical staff at Middlesex General Hospital. She said 
that the police beat and choked her and were doing everything that they could possibly do as soon as the doctors or nurses would go outside. I believe it. Because she was in the hospital. Yeah. Like after she got arrested. Oh, God. And she was claiming that they, the police were just like fucking with her the whole time. Uh, then between 1973 and 1977, in New York and New Jersey, Asada was indicted 10 times. Wow. Resulting in seven different criminal trials. Oh, my gosh. She was charged with two bank robberies, the kidnapping of a Brooklyn heroin dealer, the attempted murder of two Queens police officers stemming from a January 23rd, 1973 failed ambush, and eight other felonies related to the Turnpike shootout. Oh, my God. Of these trials, three resulted in acquittals, one in a hung jury, one in a change of venue, one in a mistrial due to pregnancy. She got Her pregnant. Pregnancy? And then oh, wow. One in a conviction. And then three indictments were dismissed without trial. So the majority of these like bank robberies and kidnappings, those were all like dismissed. Interesting. Yeah. And surprising. Yeah. There was like not enough evidence for her yeah. to be convicted of all these things. So in the New Jersey Turnpike shootout trial, all of the 15 jurors, 10 women and five men, were white. And almost all of them, and most of them were under 30 years old. Also, five of the jurors had personal ties to state troopers. One was the girlfriend of a state trooper and two nephews and two friends of state troopers. So they were all just like friends of the police. Friends of the cops. That's crazy. When <laughs> it's crazy because like when I was trying when I was not trying to serve <laughs> yeah. ju- jury duty, but like it was it was the the thing had to do with bikes like someone had like allegedly stolen a bike. And oh. one person was like, uh, I'm a cyclist, so I like have a personal relationship with bikes and they like got off. Like, and That's it's crazy. Insane. Like everybody's rode a bike. You can't. Yeah. But it's crazy that these people were like, I feel like you can get off for like anything now. And these people are like, I'm literally like friends with the cops. Like, I love cops. And they're like, oh, it's fine. Sure. Fine. I love cops. I believe cops. (laughs) Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, the 70s, 70s were wild. Yeah. Um, So Asada was, so this is the New Jersey Turnpike shootout. She was convicted on all eight counts, two murder charges, Six assault charges. And then upon hearing the verdict, Asada said in a barely audible voice, I am ashamed that I have even taken part in this trial. Oh, wow. And that the jury was racist and had convicted a woman with her hands up. And then when the judge told the court attendants to remove the prisoner, Asada herself replied, the prisoner will walk away on her own feet. Wow. Damn. Wow. So after many trials, she was sentenced to 26 to 33 years in state prison. It was 10 to 12 years for the four counts of assault, 12 to 15 for robbery, two to three for armed robbery, plus two to three for aiding and abetting the murder of Forrester, one of the cops, and to be served consecutively with her mandatory life sentence. So she was in jail for the rest of her life. But her only daughter was conceived during her trial. Oh, God. Like, while she was in prison. 
So I'm assuming oh. like conjugal visits. Yeah. Oh my god, is what was happening? So she had a baby in 1974. It's her only child. Wow. Now let's take a quick break for announcements. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to bonus episodes, shoutouts, merch discounts, and more. Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become a patron. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, we will shout you out. Please rate us, guys, please. And Erios has a hotline. Call us. We didn't do uh, mailbag episodes for a while, but we are doing them now. Insert jingle here. 626-604-6262. Keep them coming and we will play your voicemail. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, back to our program. But then we come to the prison escape. Oh, my God. So in early 1979, uh, the family, which is a group of the BLA, the Black Liberation Army members, began to plan Shakur's escape from prison. Oh, my God. They financed this by stealing $105,000 from a Bamberger's store in Paramus, New Jersey. What is Bamberger's? Bamber it was a department store in New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, New York. Oh, I've never heard of a Bamberger's. Me either. Um, okay, so they stole that money. And then on November 2nd, 1979, she escaped the Clinton Correctional Facility for Women in New Jersey. This is amazing how they did this. Three members of the Black Liberation Army 
visited her, just came for a normal visit. Yeah. They, I guess they weren't checked. They weren't sent through metal detectors. Well, there's probably, were there medical, medical, metal medical detectors? detectors? <laughs> when were metal detectors? This was 1979. So I don't know. I think it was just like an oversight. Oh. Like they just messed up. The first metal detectors were developed in 1960. Huh. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but somehow they got into the prison with their guns and a stick of dynamite. (laughs) Dynamite? And a stick of dynamite. Like an old-timey cartoon. (laughs) Like That's crazy. Like a Wile E. Coyote? It's crazy. (laughs) Uh, They seized two correction officers as hostages. They commandeered a van, and like they just grabbed a sada during a visit, and they... They left. They got out of there. They they got a van. They made their oh escape. Oh, my God. They used fake IDs to get into the prison. So, because their names are, I'm assuming, on a list because they're like the Black sure. Liberation Army. Yeah. Yeah. And they weren't searched before they went in, which seems, that's crazy. All that's on them. Surprising. That's yeah. on the prison. Uh, no one was injured during the prison break. That's good. Including the officers who were held hostage. Uh, they were just left in a parking lot. And then Asada lived in Pittsburgh until August 1980. So they didn't find her. If, like she was still in the U.S. for like almost a year. I would have uh, skedaddled. I don't. Then she flew to the Bahamas. Okay, good. Uh, and then Mutulu, Shakur, Sylvia, Beraldini, Saku, Odinga, and Marilyn Buck were ch- charged with assisting in her escape. So they got oh, caught. Oh, no. that sucks. Yeah. Uh, then after her escape, she lived as a fugitive for several, several years. The FBI circulated wanted post- posters throughout New York, New Jersey, but then her supporters would hang Asada Shakur is welcome here posters in response. Like they would put them over, over the FBI most wanted. That's cool. Uh, so then for years after her escape, the movements, activities, and phone calls of her friends and relatives, including her daughter walking to school in Upper Manhattan, were monitored by investigators in an attempt oh. to find where she was. I was like, they were just like tapping all their phones, all her family. Oh, God. And then in July 1980, the FBI director, William Webster, said that the search for Shakur had been frustrated by residents' refusal to cooperate. Good. No one was snitching. Yeah, good. <laughs> they were like, Asada? Who? Yeah, I don't no, know who yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> Never heard the name. Don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so then she resurfaced in Cuba in 1984. Oh, Wow where she received political asylum from Fidel Castro. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then in 1985, her daughter Kakuya, who had been raised by Asada's mother in New York, came to live with her. Oh, that's she was like nice. They got reunited. Nine, nine years old. And then in 1987, she published Asada, an autobiography, which was written in Cuba. Uh, the book does not give a detailed account of her involvement in the BLA or the events on the New Jersey Turnpike, hmm. except to say that the jury convicted a woman with her hands up. That's all she had to say about that. Yeah. May, so she's been in Cuba. So on May 2nd, 2005, the 32nd anniversary of the Turnpike shootings, the FBI classified her as a domestic terrorist, increasing the reward for her 
assistance in her capture to $1 million, the largest reward placed on an individual in the history of New Jersey. My God, get over it. (laughs) Then the New Jersey State Police Superintendent Rick Fuentes said, she is now 120 pounds of money. Cool. Uh, The bounty announcement reportedly caused Asada to drop out of sight after having previously lived relatively openly in Cuba. Like she had her right. her home telephone number was listed in the local telephone directory. Like she was just yeah. living her life in Cuba. But that kind of made her go back into hiding because she's yeah. like, anyone could just come kidnap me and bring me back for like a million dollars. And then uh, in 2013, the FBI listed her as one of the most wanted terrorists, and she's the first woman to receive that designation. Well, breaking the glass ceiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to break, break the grass. <laughs> break the grass? Break the glass ceiling. We're going to break the grass ceiling. Break the glass. So her bounty is for $2 million. They increased it. That like that's so insane to me. Like there's so many people who are so much yeah. more important than Legit like terrorists. Yeah, this <laughs> activist who really did a lot for the community yeah. who by now we should probably understand given everything we know yes. about the relationship between cops and people of color yeah. like probably like and an all white jury. A, Come on. Yeah, like not a not this a fair is trial. insane. Uh, then in twenty June twenty seventeen, President Donald Trump gave a speech canceling the Cuban U.S. relation policies that Barack Obama instated. It was a condition of making a new deal between the U.S. and Cuba. It's the release of political prisoners from the return of fugitives from justice. So Trump wanted her to come back. He wanted he's he specifically called for the return of. The cop killer Joanne Chesimard, her original name. What a piece of shit. Shut up, Trump. <laughs> Go it's away. like you find out new things about Trump every day that it's like <laughs> he did that too. Like that's so specific and what like, a, I know. What a stupid. Weird, what yeah. A, weird vendetta. Time. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, so her cultural influence Influ- influence and fluence. Yeah, are, you, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm pronouncing words wrong. Culture. What am I like? Cultural British? influence. Cultural influence. Her cultural in- influence. Uh, we're back, she, baby. We're back, baby. She's mentioned in so many songs. Oh. I was like, I knew I've heard her name. Let's see. Her Wikipedia page is nuts. It's I'm so sure. long. Um, so there's documentary films made about her. Common recorded a, recorded a song for Asada. <laughs> uh, Nas listed her in the booklet of his album Untitled, among oh, important wow. black figures who inspired the album. Public Enemy mentioned her. Tupac said her name in... The song Words of Wisdom, which I think is where I heard it. Like he says, Asada Shakur. Digital Underground, The Roots, MERS, Jay-Z, Diggable Planets. They've all mentioned her name. Wow. Yeah. So years after she wrote her book, she's living in Cuba. She was asked about the BLA's alleged involvement in the killings of police officers. And she said... 
In reality, armed struggle historically has been used by people to liberate themselves. But the question lies in when do people use armed struggle? There were people in the BLA who absolutely took the position that it was just time to resist. And if black people didn't start to fight back against police brutality and didn't start to wage armed resistance, we would be annihilated. She's she's right. Yeah. And she's still alive. She's 75. She's in Cuba living her life. Oh, that's great. With her uh, daughter. Do you want to play, play a little bit of this uh, A Song for Asada by Common? I'm like curious to hear it. Yes, I would love to. A Song for Asada. That's how it goes. A Song for Asada. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's... Do 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 That's common, all right. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Gunshots fine, cover your eyes as I describe a scene so violent. Seemed like a bad dream. She laid in the blood puddle, blood bubbled in her chest. Cold air brushed against open flesh. No room to rest. Pain consumed these breaths. Shot twice with her hands up. Police questioned, but shot before she answered. One pair for lost his life, the other ran for his scandalous the police were as they kicked and beat her comprehension. She was beyond trying to hold on to life. She thought she lived with no arm. That's what it felt like. Got to the hospital, eyes held tight. They moved the room to room. She could tell by the light. Handcuffed tight to the bed, through her skin they bit. With guns to her head, every word she got hit. Who shot the truth where they asked her? It's like her whole story. <laughs> yeah. I looked up the lyrics. It literally, it's a very long song. Yeah. It literally tells her entire story. That's crazy. I've never heard this song. Yeah, that's interesting. You guys should check it out. It's it gives her whole story. That's, that's really cool. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, what an interesting person. That. Yeah. And then there's important. this charity called oh. Asada's Daughters. It's a queer, black woman-led and youth-focused organization rooted in the black radical tradition. It organizes young black people in Chicago by providing them with political education, leadership development, and revolutionary services. So we'll donate to Yes, that. absolutely. Kind yeah, of what Asada did, like teaching younger yeah. kids. Fascinating woman. Yeah, incredible woman. Well, yeah. thank you for... Um, bringing her to our attention. That's great. Um, If you guys know any other information or have uh, any other people that we should do episodes on, Melissa, where uh, should people reach us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. All right. Well, I am Allie Siegel. I am Melissa Influence Stetton. Yeah, Influence (laughs) Stetton. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. 
With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.